Good evening and welcome to the NFL Draft. Tonight, we officially welcome the next generation of players. So if you're ready, are you ready? Let's get it started. The NFL Draft is officially open. Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I am Trevor Sikama. With me is Benjamin Solak on what is the last midweek mock draft we're ever going to do. We're never going to do another one again. I'm just taking Ben's words from what he said in the last podcast. This is it. We're retiring after this. No more, Ben. I've never done a mock draft in my life. I'll never do a mock draft ever again. So it's not... (laughs) Listen, the people people don't like them. The people don't want them. They don't click well. It's just it, it's it's just all this hard work, deeply thought out analysis with no return whatsoever. Listen, I'm not doing it anymore. Listen, I don't stand for it. It's certainly not what ESPN does all the time. It's certainly not what NFL Network does all the time. It's definitely not our most clicked articles. It's for sure not our most downloaded shows. So I'm not going to do it anymore. Who needs a mock draft? This is just this is what the people want. This is our final mock draft, not of draft season, but as we explained at the end of yesterday's episode, Ben and I are going through our final evals, our final rankings of prospects as we are watching them over the month of March as we kind of get a lot more tape and a lot more time to watch these guys. And so because of that, we're not going to be interrupting that scouting process with random mock drafts every single week. So we're doing a mock draft here today, and then we're not going to do one for another month. I think that's... When is it? Is it technically at the end of March or is it April that we're doing that? It is... End of March. End of March. I believe it is the 31st will be the next... The end of March. Oh, no, we're actually doing it on a Monday. We're giving it full alliteration, so it'll be on the 29th. So the entire... obviously we're never doing one ever again. It'll be on a Monday. The entire month of March we're dedicating to, like, pure scouting prospect rankings talking about what each prospect can bring to the table what teams they fit in and then we're going to bring it all home with a mock draft at the end of march so this is the last one so ben and i are pulling out all the stops i'm picking for the odd numbers ben's picking for the even numbers and we got full trade power available for any team so it's going to get wild ben first of all how are you my friend oh everything is delicious forgot that we were supposed to do that wonderful um yeah, great times. Love, love and life. Go birds. Mock draft. Ben's picking at six for the Eagles because he's picking the even numbers. I'm picking the odds. So we'll start this mock draft off with the Jacksonville Jaguars at number one overall. There are talks. And as we do this mock here at the end of February, I still believe this is going to be Trevor Lawrence picked at the very top. I mean, for goodness sake, the Jacksonville Jaguars PR team did a whole damn photo shoot of them going to South Carolina to go see... Um, which you got to Trevor Lawrence's pro day. You got to love it. See, this is, this is, this is hilarious to me because, you know, we just talked about the popularity of mock drafts. And for the longest time, I remember the team, like official accounts, like people who worked for team organizations were like, mock drafts are stupid. You know, you never know who's going to pick blah, blah, blah. And now what's every single team doing? They're doing mock drafts. They are totally leaning into the draft season hype. And why not? It's fun. It's you remember fun. back in the day when it was like, hey, there can't be any draft content on the team sites because then it might be tipping. Yes. What? Yeah. Or or not just that, but like 
they would say, oh, well, if we do draft content and we like highlight this guy, but the team actually picks this guy, does that mean it was like slight toward the guy who's now like officially on the team? It's stupid. It was dumb. I'm glad that that's so far past us. I'm glad that we are like to a point where we can actually talk about the draft and actually, you know, that was really when team accounts turned the corner is when they were able to face reality a little bit more. And they weren't just like, ha-ha, everything is perfect. Nothing is ever wrong with the team Shout out the Atlanta Falcons for breaking their own news whenever they trade a player. I love it. Or, 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 yeah. or the, best, the best is when a team has to report on something because it's news and it's breaking and it's true, but they can't like technically announce it. You know what I'm saying? Where they'll be like, it's being reported that we are interviewing Arthur Smith for our head coaching position or something like that. Right. I the, always uh, love that. This is a total tangent already, and it's a mock draft episode, which means this is very dangerous for the clock. But uh, that's like the um, uh, uh, when the the Rams account put out like information about Matt Stafford. They were like, hypothetically, even though we can't trade and tamper or anything, and it's past the trade deadline. Here's some stuff about Matt Stafford. You right. want to know. <laughs> These are just some fun facts. I like when teams get creative in that way. So that 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 part of it is certainly fun. Okay, we got to get back on track. Number two, you're picking for the first time. New York Jets. They're on the clock. Uh, for the sake of realism, I'll take Zach Wilson here. Uh, chalk in Vegas is that Zach Wilson's going to be cor- uh, number two quarterback off the board, number two overall pick. We know there are some teams that grade Zach Wilson out above Trevor Lawrence. Uh. This is it, it's it's very clear the league views it as Lawrence Wilson Fields, uh, even though I think as as everybody in this podcast now knows, uh, I would have Justin Fields at the spot if the power were mine. It is not, so we're going to give this uh, Zach Wilson a two to the Jets, and that's the uh, the future quarterback for New York. Well, I mean, it's technically the power is technically yours, but you are trying to keep it in the realm of yeah, realism, but, which, yeah, to respect uh, respect the game, as it were. Yeah, the good people appreciate it. We're going to have some fantastic Fields Wilson conversations when we get to the quarterback episode of our uh, of our final evals. So that means I am up at number three overall with the Miami Dolphins. I ultimately think that Miami is not going to be picking here. Whether they're getting Deshaun Watson, which kind of seems not likely at this point. It, it just seems if you read Peter King's article, uh, Monday Morning Quarterback, this week, he was outlining some trade prices that were just insane for Deshaun Watson. And it seemed as though he was doing that because at the very beginning of the article, he's like, two things are very clear right now. Houston has no intention of trading Deshaun Watson, and Houston has no intention of listening to trade offers for Deshaun Watson. King said that there were at least two offers that were sent to the Houston Texans that didn't even get a response. Not even like a, hey, cool, thanks for the trade. Like nothing, just just straight like left them on read. That's it. Is it on read or on red? No, it's on red. But my sister said on read one time, and I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. So now I just, out of <laughs> natural reaction, I just say on read because <laughs> I wait for people's reaction on it. All that to say, I don't think what uh, Deshaun Watson trade is going to happen here, but I don't think Miami's picking here either. So let's get a trade partner. I look at the Carolina Panthers at number eight. You control yeah. them at number eight. Is this something you want to do? You want to make a deal happen here? A, yes, for Carolina as me, myself, and then B, for Carolina reading the tea leaves. I think they're as likely to make an aggressive trade offer as any team is. Have we done them moving up to the uh, the Dolphins before? Eight to three? I feel like we have. Maybe not, though. I believe we have. We've done this before. What deal did we have? Probably, what, this year's first, next year's first, and then a throw-in. 
for three. Yes. Which feels appropriate. Yes. Yeah. All right, so I'll give you eight. I'll okay. give you a 2021, 2022 first. Okay. And a 2022 third. I, Take it. Is that enough to get it done? I don't, th- I don't think that's enough to get it done. Yes, it's enough to get it done. Stop trying to play hardball with Listen, me. you've got to understand, there's other teams that are calling looking to move up. Washington, Chicago, the Niners, the Pats, potentially the Eagles. Like, if you were just bidding against the Dolphins and the value, maybe I'm how taking far this. back are they try- How far back? How far, how far back is Miami trying to go here? I don't know. We we want to be going back to fifteen. Look, look, we brought up the conversation that if Miami doesn't get Deshaun Watson by the trade deadline, maybe they're just acquiring future draft capital. So maybe they don't care. Maybe they don't care where they're drafting in the first round this year. Maybe they're like, shoot, we'll go back to twelve. Give us all the future first round picks you want, San Francisco. It feels me, like a. A give long me, way to go. Give me your second this year. On top of this? No. Take the third or take whatever you had in 2022 off. Give me two firsts and give me a second this year. Not this year. You're going to have it next year. Well played, Solak. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> hold up. The trade detail doesn't go through for me here. If I send 2021 mm. first, 2022 first, and 2022 second, for the third, You're, it doesn't work. I have it as very likely. Oh, because you're controlling Carolina, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm controlling the Dolphins. Okay, okay, right. okay. And the, now I they, and the Panthers would never accept that trade because it is extortionate. I did it to myself. <laughs> it's been me all along. <laughs> it was me, Austin. Okay, so first this year, first next year. Second next year. Yes. All right. Deal. Yeah. Thanks, All, right. Right. All right. We got a deal. So then, are you picking for the Panthers at number three? Yes, and I'm taking Justin Fields. There you go. Uh, See, I gave you the chance to pick your boy, anyways. Right. Which, like, could could they potentially like Trey Lance more? Maybe. But I feel like if they're making this move, it's to start this player. Trey Lance is much more so the, uh, the sort of guy that I think you'd like to sit for a year. Uh, they may feel like they can bring him in and maybe start Bridgewater and they like his running ability and be a dual threat offense. I've been working more with this idea that like if you draft Trey Lance, you have to do the Lamar Jackson thing and like really bring in some designers, offensive designers based on the QB run, which is not what they have in Carolina. Uh, But Justin Fields is elite pocket passer. Uh, Unbelievable arm talent. Excellent processor of the field. I said it. Uh, Great pick for the Panthers at three. Uh, To me, that that's extremely high ceiling for a team that needed that home run and on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes Justin Fields very good consolation prize so Fields at three to the Panthers uh, that that'll leave me on the board at four yeah for uh for uh, Atlanta here yeah yes yeah you're back to back now okay uh to me this is first non-QB is the Atlanta Falcons that's what I would expect at least okay. uh trade back is a potential here uh, if somebody's I, calling up for Trey Lance. I was looking at some trade partners. What are you thinking? I mean, I'm looking at, like, if the Niners wanted to do it at 12. I don't know if the Eagles do it at 6. I don't know if the, I don't know if the Eagles would move up for Lance. Yeah, I don't know if the Eagles will like Lance because he's inexperienced from an FCS program. And they're usually afraid of players like that. Um, <laughs> they are. They like, they like experience and they like Power 5 programs. Uh 
They drafted okay, Carson I mean, Wentz. I control the Niners, but send me a deal from the Niners. It would probably be... I mean, not as much because he's QB4. All right, let me pull up the Niners here. Niners offering... Not that Falcon. much in, t- in terms of like... I think it would be more. It's very dangerous. I think there's two sides of this coin. It would just depend on how they negotiate it. Like, they could be like, okay, well, it's QB4. They Or they could say, like, all right, it's QB4. Because the Niners could sit here and be like, look, Mac Jones is still on the board. We all know that other teams like Mac Jones, like, it's fine. And Atlanta could be like, ah, crap, all right, fine. We'll do the deal. I just think it all depends how you, really, how you lie, which is what negotiating is all about. The best part of the NFL draft. Dude, we would be at the combine right now. We'd be being told so many lies. I know. I know. Depression. We'd be tweeting so many lies. Absolutely. Man, I miss tweeting lies. Yeah. Unfortunately, all I do now is tweet truths. It sucks. All right. So, I mean, I'm trying to see what, why doesn't this trade back work? I'm basically stacking things for the Niners and it keeps saying offer acceptance is very unlikely. Is there like because a, because you're trading from the Falcons to the Niners and you're trying to get a no, ton of picks? I'm trading from the Niners. I have I have right here. I'm offering a first round pick and a first round pick for the Falcons number four overall, and the offer acceptance is extremely low. And then if I just keep adding more picks for the Niners, it doesn't go up. Do I the, think I I got nothing for you. Wow. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> If I trade you every pick I have in this draft, it all of a sudden goes up to green. <laughs> 12 to 4 is a big jump. Okay, we're not doing this then. Just all pick right. just pick for the Falcons. First non quarterback off the board. We talked that we talked that whole time about negotiation and Ooh. then I threw yeah. every every pick the Niners have and it still didn't get it done. Sewell, Slater. It's probably Sewell. Uh, uh, NFL really like Slater. Slater can play guard. I don't think they'd go wide receiver, but they could. I don't think they would either. They could go tight end. Oh, wow, Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Wow. Uh, uh, Arthur Smith, multiple tight end offense. Wow. Only uh, Hayden Hurst under contract, and it's only for one more year. Oh, boy. Kyle Pitts, number four to the Falcons, baby. Send it. Man, that's spicy. Going to be really good on intermediate breakers for Smith's offense, right? Like, you know, play action looks, get him on some pop passes. I don't think I, I, mean, I don't think Kyle Pitts is getting out of the top 10, so you can put him wherever. All right. He'll Kyle Pitts at four of the Falcons. That's fun. I like that. I'll make wild decisions for fun. That's what we're paid to do. Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals at number five overall. They have an obvious offensive line need. I know that you just talked about Slater potentially being higher on NFL boards, but I'm still going with Penny Sewell here. I think the Penny Sewell is the pick. For the, for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, not a lot to explain about this one. The offensive line's terrible. It's got to be an offensive line pick, and he's the best to choose from. So there we go. So Sewell for the Bengals at five. Yep. Uh, Eagles on the board at six here. I just said that you I don't just, think gonna... You just <laughs> said that they wouldn't take Trey Lance, which is hilarious because before the show, I was like, hey, you're picking for the Eagles, so you get to pick a quarterback? And you're like, yeah, probably. And I was like, even if it's the last four of the four? And you're like, yeah, probably. <laughs> And then you said that during the show, and I'm like, he just screwed himself over. I did just screw myself over. 
here's the thing. Like I said, like when they picked Wentz back in the day, they made a big hullabaloo about like, you know, oh, it's so difficult. It takes a lot to draft a player, you know, and the FCS, you have to be really confident and you have to over multiple seasons and da 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 his talent. It's like Lance is only one full season as a starter. He was heavy QB run. Mm. Listen, we, we talked about not getting the opportunity to lie to the people at the Combine. So yeah. this that that could be your get-out-of-jail-free card. You could have just lied to the people about three minutes ago. That's true. Right, exactly. It was all a ploy. Um, right now... If, Welcome if the Niners, to the 2021 NFL Combine. Yeah. Right now... Okay, what if the Niners send the Eagles? First-round pick this year, first-round pick next year, second-round pick next year, move from 12 to 6. Okay, all right. So this, this could be something here. Right, right. so... All right, then hold the on. Eagles get. Pulling it up, pulling it up. Yeah, send send twelve, and then send a first and a second next year. A first. Right, send a first second. and a third next year. All right, first and third next year. All right, you convince yourself out of it. All right, cool. I'll give yeah. you two first and a third. You don't even control the Niners. I control the Niners. All right, well, I I already clicked the button, so you actually now have to do this. Yes. No. Okay. So the <laughs> Niners are sending a first and a third next year, along with the first round pick this year, which now means the Eagles have the potential to have three firsts next mm-hmm. year conditional on what happens mm. with the Carson Wentz uh, performance in Indianapolis. Nice. Niners move up to six. Okay. Niners take Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is a really, really good uh, wide zone action style quarterback, right? Uh, because of the arm, because of the ability to throw over the middle, because of the height. Uh, it'd be very, I, he's a Colin Kaepernick comp to me. It'd be very funny to see him in San Francisco. Uh, they'd be able to do so much with the QB run game here as well, really add to the running game that they already have there in San Francisco. I think it makes a lot of sense. So, San Fran, 6, North Dakota State, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Detroit Lions up at number 7. I actually, so I'm picking three in a row here because I have Miami moving back from number 3 and I control them there. But all three of these picks I think are pretty streamlined for me. At number 7 for the Detroit Lions, I'm going with Jamar Chase. He's going to be wide receiver one in this draft. He knows how to get off press so well. I know that he doesn't – He, I think the optics of Jamar Chase really mess with people because they're like, I can't picture – like he doesn't look like the wide receivers that I'm used to, but he just plays the position so well. And he knows how to get off press really well, which is really important, as Ben has mentioned many times before, going from college to the NFL. I think he's got certainly adequate athleticism uh, to match what he can do against a lot of different coverages. And so with – the Detroit Lions not having a lot of wide receiver <laughs> options under contract right now. There's a big, hey, what are you going to do with Kenny Galladay? You could potentially bring Kenny Galladay back on the franchise tag, and then if you get Jamar Chase in there as well, I think that's a good situation for the Lions. Offense, with the Miami Dolphins at number eight, I'm going to go with Jalen Waddell as wide receiver two off the board. I think that the juice is important here. I think that the speed element, that speed trump card, that's what really matters most. That's why I think he's going to be wide receiver two for teams. I don't think the injury is going to matter that much at all. Uh, I saw some people talking about this this week. I mean, Dre Harris had this in his mock recently where he had Waddell as wide receiver four, I think, and he kind of mentioned the injury that he's recovering from. But I haven't read anything that says that Waddell wouldn't be ready for 2021 and wouldn't be making a full recovery. And so with that in mind, you look at him when he's healthy and He's not just speed. He's also a lot of strength. He's great after the catch, obviously, is what you would think. So I'm going to go Waddle here at eight. I think that's the right complimentary receiver for what the Dolphins need anyway. So worked out for them, traded back, got the wide receiver they wanted. And then at nine, Caleb Farley. I'm going to go Caleb Farley, the corner from Virginia great Tech. Pick. For the Denver Broncos, I think it's the right fit. Getting him in a Fangio defense, it's... It's, it's just the right move all around. I think he's probably the most talented corner with the highest ceiling. 
I reserve all judgment to change that next week once we get into final evals. But, you know, from what I've seen so far, I think that that's going to stay true. And so getting him in, in, in number nine here for the Broncos, I think is the right pick. It's addressing their biggest need with one of the most talented defensive players in the class. Cowboys at 10. Uh, now for me, I like Patrick Sertan here a lot. Uh, cover through corner. Took Trevon Diggs last year. Diggs at corner two. Sertan at corner one. Biggest need on their team. Slater, I mean, I, I, I get the interest in offensive tackle. I get the interest in edge and interior defensive line. I just don't have a player that I want to take here this high. And tackle is mostly a depth play, whereas they really need a starter. So at number 10, yeah, for the Cowboys, I'm taking Patrick Sertan, which I think to me is is a, a home run. Like, I think that that Sertan's floor is 10 to the, the Cowboys. I'll put it that way. I, I could definitely see that being the case. I mean, if, if somebody were saying mm-hmm. that, as somebody is currently on this podcast right now, I would not fight them too much on it. For all my betting folks out there, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action. Football's over, but NBA, college basketball, NHL, even the MLB, they're getting they're getting to be in full swing, full pun intended. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, all the real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Head over to their website, betonline.ag, or just use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on whatever your first deposit is. It's, you use the promo code Locked On, all caps one word when you sign up. Just use Locked On, and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. The rest of the mock draft coming up after the break. We're covering everything you need to know about the NFL draft, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it is all the sports news you will ever need every morning in just under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. Picking things up with the New York Giants at number 11. You know, this is a spot where I like Kyle Pitts here, but he went a lot earlier than this. I also like Jalen Waddle here, but he went a lot earlier as well. I guess only four picks or three picks, however you look at it, but... I'd love to get an offensive weapon for them. But I just, uh, do I want to get Devontae Smith? Or do I think that they could use an edge rusher? Giants can go a lot of ways. I know, and I'm, hmm. I'm leaning edge over Devontae Smith. I think I'm going to go Quiddy Pay. You know what? I'm going to take the think out of it, and I'm going to go Quiddy Pay here. I think that Edge why is, is Edge why are you taking why is that taking the think out of it? Because I no, I, I previously said the the previous sentence. I think I'm going to go with Quiddy Pay, and then I said I'm going to take think out of it, and I'm going to go with Quiddy Pay. Uh, so yeah, I was no, making I was it confused. definitive. No, Giants uh-huh. need right. Giants need some help on their pass rush. Obviously, Leonard Williams had a fantastic year. It's been a great trade for them there, but he needs help. He needs another guy there. I mean, they could go a couple of different options. Oh man, I. For the way Jalen Phillips nope. is gaining steam, I mean, Jalen nope. Phillips could be an nope. option there for them as so well. Are you so lacking this pick right now? No, I'm just having a yes, conversation with myself. No, no, this is a full soul lack over here. Wow. Had to do it on the last mock that we're going to have in a while, but I am going to stick with Quiddy Pay, the edge rusher from Michigan. He could play a lot of different uh, spots on the, the front that the Giants like to use, and so I'll go him at 11. Okay, so that was Quiddy Pay, yeah? Yep. I wanted to make sure it wasn't Jalen Phillips and I missed it. 12, Eagles. This is nice because I traded this pick, but I don't have to do multiple picks in a row because I traded with myself. 
All right. So they move back. Oh, Devonta's still, Devonta Smith's still on the board. He's the last of the top tier of wide receivers left. Mm-hmm. They want to go linebacker. Michael Parsons is still there. Offensive tackle is possible, uh, depending on how they feel internally about Andre Dillard and, and uh, uh, Jordan Mailata. But I don't think it's that bad. This is too high for J.C. Horn. So, yeah, I mean, this is probably a full send on Devontae Smith. When you traded back, you likely had a list of guys, Sertan, Farley, Waddle, uh, who you we were hoping might make it to this spot, and Smith's on that list, and I think he's the last one left. So Devontae Smith for the Eagles and, and a good trade back. Get, get their guy at 12. Uh, primary target now for Jalen Hurts, which Hurts and Devontae played together. They did. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. There you go. <laughs> I had to do like Wow, we thought we, people like, people thought that we were reuniting to a tongue of Iloa, but uh, the advanced way to do it is to reunite Jalen Hurts with Devontae Smith. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Okay, the Los Angeles Chargers are now up at number 13. I'm going to do a little trade here, and I'm going to do an odd team to odd team trade. So we're going to keep Ben out of it. I'm going to have the Washington football team move up to number 13 to get ahead of the New England Patriots to go get the quarterback that they need in Mac Jones. Let's say that they aren't able to get the right guy in free agency or in, in any kind of trade that might be out there and, They have their eyes set on one of the top quarterbacks in this draft, knowing that they'd be okay with Jones if they can get up and not have to give up too much to go get him. To move from 19 to 13, I'm giving up certain number 19 this year, so a first-round pick this year, a third-round pick this year because Washington has two, and I'll also give them a second-rounder next year to make sure they say yes to this to get in front of the Patriots. So I'll have Washington move up to 13 and go take Mac Jones, which gives us Five quarterbacks in the top 15. I told y'all, last mock that we had for a month, it was going to get wild. Mac Jones, top 15, huh? I I, I feel like it's going to happen more and more. Yeah. The closer we get to the draft. And look, it's smokescreen season. I get it. But Mac Jones just feels like the kind of quarterback that... uh, yeah, I'll just use those words. I'll say the kind the kind of quarterback that the NFL is going to love. Daniel Jones went six overall, so nothing shocks me anymore. And I, he well, just well, Mac, feels like a quarterback. He just feels like a quarterback. Kill Josh him. Allen, but it's more so in your gut than in your face. All right. You're up with Minnesota at 14. Elijah Vera Tucker's still around? He is still around. Yup. Okay, so Rashawn Slater's on the board, and Elijah Vera Tucker's on the board. League loves Rashawn Slater. Could potentially make him out to be a guard. That's what the Vikings need most. I personally graded Vera Tucker out better than Rashawn Slater. I think Vera Tucker is a stud. I've never said, I haven't found a film of him yet. I didn't like, and I know that Kayvon Thibodeau just out sprinted him a couple times to tackle, but I think Kayvon Thibodeau does that to pretty much everybody. This being a true sophomore rush out of Oregon, who we're going to talk about a lot next draft cycle. Uh, So beyond losing some reps to an eventual top five pick, I've yet to see a film of Elijah Vera Tucker where I was like, this isn't a round one player. This isn't an immediate starter at guard and perhaps at tackle in the NFL. So I'm going to take Elijah Vera Tucker uh, out of USC for the Vikings of 14. Can potentially take over for Riley Reef at the outside. Can potentially start on the inside. They'll be able to put their best five out there on the field. Patriots are up at 15. There's no good wide receiver option. Kyle Pitts is definitely off the board. They could go with Micah Parsons, but... 
we just did the fix your team series on the Patriots and we talked about how much Bill Belichick loves to move back and without a 100% guy that they love who could help them out on offense I'm looking at trade back we've got Rayshon Slater still on the board Michael Parsons is still here Najee Harris if you think that highly of him Christian Derrissaw JC Horn is still here I'm looking Options. at teams. I'm looking at teams that could trade up to 15. That might be realistic here. I mean, would the Steelers want to move up for like Slater to kind of go all in on on this year? I don't think they can. They can throw picks around that much, especially that's that's a pretty big move for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't I think, think they should Ballard would give 21. To go get it's a really good tackle class, too. I'd rather sit on it and wait on it. All right, then. All right. All right. Listen, at some right. point, you have to stop trading. Do I? Yes. <laughs> Prove it. All right, I'm going Jalen Phillips at 15. It's healthy. Bill Belichick picking the number one overall recruit a couple of years ago. Oh, right, Bill Belichick? Heavy on a five-star? Insane talent. Inconceivable. Dude's fantastic. You just hope he's healthy, right? I mean, like, he he had the concussion issues and other injuries that he dealt with when he was at UCLA, came back to Miami, finally put the pads back on. We, we there, there was a chance that he just wasn't going to play football again. And when he got back out there, after he got his feet wet, that second half of the season in Miami, it just felt like he was on a tear. It felt like nobody could block him. And so Bill Belichick getting to work with uh, one of the most talented guys in this class, taking a risk on it. I like it. Yeah, uh, listen, if there's anything Bill Belichick loves, it's taking five-star recruits, which, you know, wow, genius brain. 16, Arizona Cardinals. All right. This is usually J.C. Horn. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Slater as a guard. Mm. Their interior offensive line is bad. B-A-D, bad. Teams are really able to limit their running game this year by forcing Kyler to give running the ball between the tackles and then just bullying Mason Cole. All right. Just couldn't, they just didn't have the size. I'm doing it. Rashawn Slater to play guard 16 to the Cardinals. I know oh, Jason points there. I know it's what usually happens, but this, this it, right now, like passing game wise, this team has their quarterback. They have their wide receiver. They should be able to be more effective on offense than they have been. And they're still inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And I know that people like to pair a running back with them because Kenyon Drake's a rising free agent. But I think the bigger problem is how cheap they've been on interior offensive line. So Rashawn Slater is going to play guard for them at 16. That's a nice, nice way to recoup value on a player falling. Kind of breaking Miami Dolphins fans hearts here because they're picking at 18, but the Las Vegas Raiders here at 17. And I think that Miami fans would have their eyes on Michael Parsons. Hopefully he makes the 18. He's not going to, because I'm going to have Michael Parsons go off the board to 17. We've talked about how there's been linebacker woes for the Raiders. There's also been pass rush woes. Michael Parsons does a lot of both, a lot of everything that I think the Raiders need. And so I think getting him, plugging him into that defense helps a lot. They still need edge rush help. Like they need pure edge rush help. But Michael Parsons being here, I think is too good for them to pass up. Parsons, if in the event that he has a little fall, like we've talked about here, I agree like 17, 18 is the spot for him. Though a team training up for him also wouldn't surprise me too much because the talent's so good. Uh, all right, Miami at 18. Took Jalen Waddell at eight after trading back with the Panthers at three. 
Do they want to take a tackle here and bump Robert Hunt inside permanently? Do they want to take a tackle here to to challenge Austin Jackson? That's the top of the board. The other top of the board is running back Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. I don't want to take either of those players at 18, to be honest. Not Usukorma. Not Joseph Osai. Oh, this isn't a great board for them. I mean, Najee Harris is sitting right there. I don't think Najee's a top 20 pick. Off of the film I've seen. I ended up with, like, Harris, Etienne, and Javante Williams all graded within two inches of each other. Hmm. And none of them with first-round grades. Do you think Najee Harris is a first-round pick? I think yes, and I think probably like it, Miami at 18 makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. Whatever. Fine. Uh, <laughs> I think that tackle would be interesting. You know what? Yeah, screw you. I'm taking Samuel Cosman. I'm going to okay. take Samuel Cosman <laughs> at 18. Uh, we're going to move Robert Hunt inside the guard, uh, which I think when they drafted him, they anticipated him being a guard. Cosme gives me insurance to move Hunt inside. And he, well, he gives me the ability to move Hunt inside, and he also gives me insurance on Austin Jackson, who started at left tackle last year. wasn't that great. Uh, so they poured a lot of resources into the offensive line. Samuel Cosme, make him the final pick on the offensive line, be able to put your best five out there. Uh, I think that they'll start with Jackson left, Cosme right. Does Jackson have experience playing right tackle? I can't remember. Maybe. Does maybe. Does Austin Jackson have experience playing right tackle? I think so. I feel so. like he did. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Cosme left then, because Cosme's never played right tackle. Uh, Jackson right, Hunt at guard, Solly Kin- Kinley at guard. That's how we'll start the year, and then we'll kind of figure it out as we go. Los Angeles Chargers at 19, trading back from 13 with the Washington football team. Christian Darisaw still made it to them at number 19. I think they'd be extremely excited to get a guy like Christian Darisaw as well as those extra picks. And so this one's too easy for me. Not a lot to discuss. It's kind of the same thing that we talked about earlier with with the Cincinnati Bengals. It has to be offensive line. You're looking at one of the best that's on the board. Christian Darisaw makes sense. Yeah, that's good. Trade back from 13 to 19 to get a player you would have been willing to take at 13. At 13 it's not bad. Right, right, yeah. right. All right, 20 to the Bears, who just watched the two tackles that were falling come off the board. Sucks Big to suck. Big rip. Yeah, Slater, too. Uh, no Mac Jones. Is that are we just going to do the whole give him Rashad Bateman and move on thing? I mean, probably. That, that's that seems like the most logical option, unless you wanted to give him like Tevin Jenkins. If you think Tevin Jenkins that's, is that good, that's the other name that I was looking at was Tevin Jenkins. By the way, yes, uh, I saw Tevin Jenkins headshot for the first time today. Okay, are you familiar with Tevin Jenkins headshot? I don't know which head the school headshot. School headshot. I don't think I've seen the school headshot. I know what he looks he- like. He's got reading glasses on, and it's a great. Oh, aesthetic. look at the glasses! Like it, my man looks scholarly. Wow, right? that's a student of the game right there. I respect it. I think it's great. He doesn't play with like sports goggles. He's not like Rodrigo or anything like that. That's but he rocked funny. Him for the shot. I think he looks good. Uh, I just like I've never seen a tackle with glasses. I didn't even know there was a thing you were allowed to do. That's uh, funny. But anyway, uh, I I would get Tevin here. But I'm going to take Rashad Bateman, who I think is just a stud of a, of a wide receiver prospect. He's a wide receiver one. I think that he deserves the Allen Robinson comps that he elicits. They're likely to lose Allen Robinson in free agency this year with their cap situation. Even if they wanted to franchise tag him, I'm not sure that they could. So Rashad Bateman comes in. Uh, if you can't solve quarterback, solve wide receiver and solve offensive line. Bateman's your best available player to do just that. I think I'm going to go with Tevin Jenkins here for the Indianapolis Colts at 21 then. And appropriately so. J.C. Horn is still here, though. 
Oh, but they 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 got to make the commitment. They got to keep the offensive line as strong as possible. I okay. think I'm, I think I'm going to go offensive line here. They don't have anybody waiting in the wings. What right? about they really need J.C. Horn though? I that's I, that's what I just said. I know. I'm checking to see if they have anybody kind of like waiting in the wings at on offensive line. Uh, Will Holden, Joey Hunt, Danny Pinter. Yeah, Pinter, but I think he's a guard. Uh, yeah, I think I got to go Jenkins here. But JC Horn. Yeah, I I know, I know, Ben. No, we got to protect Carson Wentz. You made the investment, you made the trade. You got you got to try to get the most out of Carson Wentz. Costanzo's gone. You you got to be able to plug and play Jenkins in there, which I think they could do. So I'm going to go with uh, Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle, the glasses-wearing, astute offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. Student of the game, baby. All right, there goes Tevin. J.C. Horn at 22. uh, The Titans can cut Malcolm Butler, who hasn't played super well for them over the past couple of years. Yeah, they save a big chunk of money if they do that. And save, I want to say, $5 bajillion. Uh, Okay. He's he's due fourteen two, and it's he's dead cap of four. So you save ten point two million, and they only have two million in cap space right now. You cut Malcolm Butler. You also have to worry about Dory Jackson, uh, is going to be approaching free agency and has dealt with injury the past couple of years. So draft J.C. Horn. You have Christian Fulton from last year, and he gives you flexibility at corner, right? Hypothetically, yeah. yes. Yeah, I like that J.C. Horn, who doesn't usually make it to the Titans at twenty two. Usually, we're going edge here. Uh, I think he can solve a problem for them as they turn over that secondary, which really struggled this past year. Uh, J.C. Horn at 22. New York Jets took Zach Wilson at number two overall. They're now up at 23. Man, J.C. Horn would have looked great in uh, New York Green. That's all I'm saying. Really blew that for us. Hate to see it. Zayvon Collins could be an option for them. Terrace Marshall, who I like now that I'm looking at it. Darius Tony would be a lot of fun as well. Najee Harris, I think, would be a, a fun wild card. But I don't think they need to take him at 23. They got enough picks. Let's go Terrace Marshall. Let's go Terrace Marshall to give Zach Wilson a, a, another field stretcher on offense. So we're going to keep the passing emphasis going here at 23. I'll have them taking the LSU wide receiver, Terrace Marshall, who is often the forgot right. about LSU wide receiver because they had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson last season. But... Terrace Marshall was fantastic in the amount that he played this year. So he's a guy who could really stretch the field. Zach Wilson likes to sling it. I think it's a good connection. Yeah, and he's the, he's the best catch point guy that's left. You know what I mean? You might be like, oh, you know, Kadarius Tony is my guy or Rondell Moore. Uh, Wilson needs catch point players. And Terrace Marshall, 6'3", 205, great hands. He's a catch point player. Sure. He's also got long speed to go run onto those bombs as well. So I think it's a really good quarterback wide receiver fit. I actually like that a lot. All right, Steelers at 24. Dang it, can't just do Tevin Jenkins. Um, which is what we usually try to do. This would have been another good spot to stop J.C. Horn's fall. Uh, oh, yeah, what if? This this entire stretch, 21, 22, 23, 24, and then 25 upcoming with the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, you could even say 26 with the Browns, is a really good spot for corners. Every team here needs a corner. It's just J.C. Horn doesn't usually make it down here, and then we, we don't have a great group of Tier 2 corners who I think could play. Or we expect it to make it at the end of round one, that is to say. I don't know uh, Greg Newsom. That's what I was about to say. I, said, I would take Greg Newsom. I'm not sure the league will. But DJ likes him. Lance Irvine likes him. And that's usually a good sign. As it is uh, for the Steelers, 
I'm taking Liam Eikenberg. I know the Steelers fans love Alex Leatherwood. I think Eikenberg is a better player who has started at a high caliber program for more season for equivalent seasons and has better film. Uh, and so if you're really into the legacy thing with Leatherwood, the experience and, and the polish, the pro readiness, I think Eikenberg can make the same argument on paper. And then when you put it on the film, I see a more effective player. Uh, also, Eikenberg is bigger than Alex Leatherwood, I, I'm, I'm, I think, comfortably. Uh, and that size is important to Steelers to tackle. So they haven't taken a first-round tackle in 10 bajillion years, but let's stop the drought. They need it badly. Liam Eikenberg out uh, of Notre Dame. Everyone is always looking for the next great protein bar. You thought I was going to say prospect, your offensive tackle, or quarterback. I wasn't. I was talking about protein bars. BuiltBar.com, they tell you that the weight is over. They've got 18 incredible flavors. The way that you order it, go to BuiltBar.com. You can order an entire box. Best part is, though, you can mix and match all the flavors. So of the 18 flavors that they have, if you don't want to commit all of the bars just to one flavor, you can mix a couple of different flavors in there. These bars are super low in calories, low in sugar, but high in protein, high in fiber. So they're great for your macros, exactly what you need in the morning, before a workout, after a workout. You need E2 as a meal replacement, something like that. You're going to love them. You know, protein don't bars. Tell me what are, to do. Love them? I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't tell you. Nah, it's just a fact. They do. They're pretty good. No, it's just a fact. Go over to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On When you order your box, now I'm telling you what to do, and you're going to get 20% off of your next order. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. 20% off. Finishing out the mock draft after the break. Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rappian are joined every week by a locked on draft expert, could be me or Ben, to talk about prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Does your team have a big rookie performance this year? Are the rookies shaping up to, to play well next year? Do they have a premier draft pick in 2021? Get everything you need on Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Jacksonville Jaguars up at number 25. Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle from Alabama, could be an option. He's got some versatility to play guard and, and, and tackle, but I would be worried that they'd just be putting themselves in the same exact situation that they're currently in with Cam Robinson, where you go like, okay, do we want him to be left tackle? Do we think he's more of a guard? Do we want to pay him that much money? It would just kind of be like kicking that decision down the road. Really, I think an area that they are weak and need to get a lot better in is safety. And this is actually where I'm going to have Ooh. Trayvon Merrick coming off. Yeah, the boy. Safety is such a big need that is not talked about a lot when people talk about the Jaguars. They talk that offensive line. They obviously talk quarterback, but they figure they're going to solve it at number one overall. They talk playmakers. They talk corner. Safety. I think Trayvon Merrick could do a lot for that defense in that secondary. So I'm going to go with the versatile and experienced Trayvon Merrick from TCU for the Jacksonville Jaguars at 25. Love that we're getting Trevon Merrick in the first round. I think that is appropriate. Uh, can I force Greg Newsom into the first round? This is the question. <laughs> okay. Right. 26 to the Browns is a spot where it could happen. But the way that ed the edge board has fallen to them, I'm not sure it should. Greg Rousseau, Joseph Osai, and Aziz Ojolari are all still on this board, man. So the question now is for the, the Browns, who would they like out of this group and i'm checking brown's draft history really quick to make sure i'm remembering correctly right so acquire to be a historian acquire 
acquire Olivier Vernon and trade, mm-hmm. draft Miles Garrett. Uh, they've also drafted Chad Thomas, who was like 265, 270, oh, 278. Okay, yeah, so that's was, even bigger he was than a bigger I thought. DN. Uh, did they draft Carl Nassib? Is what I'm trying to remember. Yes, they did. And Manny Ogba, uh, both of whom are also big edges. That's typically what they've liked. Uh, Andrew Barry. Yeah, and that was during Sashi Brown, where Andrew Barry was involved. So this is big edge territory. So Osai plays at 245. Ojolari plays at like 242. Greg Rousseau plays at 255, 260, and has room on the frame. So I think if you're going after prototypes for them, this is Gregory Rousseau. Uh, also tricky because oh, who are they? Are they gonna? They're probably play Adrian Claiborne then for another year and have Rousseau kind of rotate with him. So he's not going to be a starter in year one. So much he'll be edge three and play situationally. I don't think you want Rousseau playing on the edge on rundowns right now. But you have another year of Claiborne. Vernon's out of the building. Rousseau take over that starting job more so in 2022, opposite Miles Garrett. But it's high ceiling pick. Uh, so I think Greg Russo at 26 of the Browns makes sense for their prototypes, makes sense for their timeline. Baltimore, That's how we do it. <laughs> you did well. Baltimore Ravens are up at 27. I'm looking at offensive line. And I know they have a big need on the interior, but they also might have a big need at tackle depending on what happens with Orlando Brown, right? Because Orlando Brown came out and he's like, look, I'm a left tackle. And, I, you know, it's been reported that he, he, he wants to go to a team who's going to make him a left tackle. Well, they have Ronnie Stanley. And before all this happened, before the Stanley injury happened, Orlando Brown was playing right tackle for him. Stanley was playing left and everything was great. But now that Brown's had a taste of left tackle, he said he wants to stay at left tackle. They might have to move on from him. And so regardless, though, if I give the Ravens Alex Leatherwood, Leatherwood can play on the interior for them. Or if they potentially don't have Orlando Brown, or maybe they just maybe they'll move on from Orlando Brown. Maybe it's not this year. Maybe it's at the deadline or next season or whatever it is. They have that flexibility to then move Alex Leatherwood to that right tackle spot, knowing that you also have Ronnie Stanley. So there's some versatility here. There's a couple of other players that could be good fits to the Ravens on the board. But I'm going to stick with the offensive line, and I'm going to go with Alex Leatherwood, who's probably playing interior for them to start, but also would give them flexibility depending on what happens with Orlando Brown. I like that. That's pretty good. Okay. Do you want the trade? Ooh. Yeah. I'm talking about a team. I'm talking about a team going from the second round, popping back into the first round. I'd love the Saints trade back. Uh, I just think the the Saints don't have a lot of draft picks, right? The Saints have not traded down in the draft since 2007. Holy cow. That was okay, that was that was that was written before the 2020 NFL draft. 2020 NFL draft Saints. I'm trying to remember if they No, they traded up. <laughs> uh back in the third round for Troutman. Yeah, they don't trade back. Uh I'm interested in that, but I don't think the Saints would be the team to do well, it. Well, I was thinking cuz how many picks do the Saints have? New Orleans Saints picks i don't think googling on the podcast i don't think they have Uh, the saints don't have the saints have an extra they they traded away a third to the browns yeah as part of the zach bond deal right however they're getting a third round pick oh uh, because yeah because terry fontenot was hired by the falcons yeah they don't have a fifth 
because of maybe Quan Alexander. It's conditional. And they don't have a sixth because they traded up for Tommy Stevens in the greatest trade in NFL draft history. See, I was... They also don't have a seventh because of COVID-19 oh, yeah. protocols. So there's a chance they have a first, a second, a third, and a fourth, and then nothing else. So let's just let's do a trade. Forget forget history. They need draft picks. Forget rules. Right. Okay. What if it, now these these are two even numbered teams because it's 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 the Miami Dolphins at thirty six, but like the Dolphins just traded back from three to eight, so they've got their future capital. It won't cost a lot for them to pop back up to twenty eight. And guess who's still at twenty eight? Take Najee. Najee Harris. How do you feel about this? Or potentially like Zayvon Collins as well, if we're looking at Miami. Right, get in front know? of Green Bay, get in front of Buffalo, get in front of KC, sure. Okay, so what, what are we potentially sending here? The Dolphins pick up the phone, they call the Saints, and they say, we'll send you 36. I want to be and- so mad if the machine's like, nah, the Saints don't trade back, you can't do it. I mean, we have team tendency built in, so I yes, know. Probably that's going to be a big part of it. Okay, I, we, we don't have this tendency in, though. Because I'm offering a couple of different things and it's still working. So the Dolphins could offer them. No, a fourth won't get it done. A third will, but is that worth it? That's a lot, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I thought the Dolphins had a lot more picks than they do. I'm only looking they have at a lot, They have a lot of picks next year, 2022. They've got an extra six, they've got an extra two, an extra one. They don't know they have picks in the later rounds, though. Yeah. What if we did? Mm, yeah, this isn't, this wouldn't be enough for the Saints to okay. move. I'm saying like a fourth and a fourth. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like with, with Osai on the board and with Nick Bolton and Zayvon Collins on the board, I don't think the Saints get off this pick. All right. All right, fine. Okay. Also, they've never traded back in the last Sorry, guys. Years. We tried to have fun. We do it a later pick. Okay. Saints 28. Here's the question. Is Zach Bond an edge and you need to get an off-ball linebacker or is Zach Bond an off-ball linebacker and you need to get an edge? You tell me. I liked Zach Bond as a pass rusher more than I liked him as an off-ball linebacker. Like I thought he then, was fine as I, I thought he was fine as an off-ball linebacker, but what Zach Bond right. did best, I thought was attack the line of scrimmage. I agree. So we take Jeremiah Wissukoromoa here to fill the Malcolm Jenkins role. Jenkins losing some of his athleticism basically plays a weak side linebacker role uh, playing over 220 pounds. That's going to be a Wissukoromoa's role in the league. Really, really good transition. Great handoff. Big improvement at athleticism. You still get the same instincts. You still get the same competitiveness. Uh, leadership caliber as well. So Jeremiah Wissukoromoa to the Saints at 28. I Like I said, I don't think they get off the pick if he's there. So now 29 Packers. Mm-hmm. Besides Kadarius Tony, who doesn't really fit their molds at wide receiver, there's no really good corners. There's no really good tackles. Maybe Alex Leatherwood. I this was, is where I was thinking. I, I if if they're gonna stick, I'm probably gonna have them picking Christian Barmore. Oh, see, yeah. So like, I think that they can trade back. I don't know about that. Tampa sitting Please. right there. Tampa sitting right there at 32. You got you got well, to I'm, think that they're gonna have Barmore super high on their board. Well, maybe. I mean, like, we don't know a lot right now. This is just projection, but... Right, but what I'm saying is, Barmore is also... Like, he's there, but so is Davian Nixon, so is Levi and Wazirike. You know what I mean? Like, it it may be the case that they're able to get a different... Right, exactly. So, all right, what if they move back? Who's moving up? Najee Harris still on the board. Travis Etienne still on the board. Zayvon Collins, Nick Bolton, Jalen Mayfield, Kadarius Toney. Hmm... Falcons might want an edge. 
Go get Joseph Osai. Oh, Azizo Jalari is still on the board. Yeah. Uh, Broncos might want an edge. You know, get Joseph Osai. Go get Azizo Jalari. Falcons trade up. Go get Ozilari. Georgia guy stays in Georgia. All right. If the Falcons are sending... I selected a team. Thank you. Uh, 35 <laughs> to go for 29. And including a fifth. All right. So they're giving 35 and 149 to move up to 29. Uh-huh. Offer acceptance bar is likely. Not very likely, but likely. Spend a fifth to, to make sure you lock down Osai, lock down Ozilari. I mean, I'm for this. I'm all for it. I send? I don't think the Packers need to do this because they got a crap ton of picks in day three, but we're here. Well, I'm, I'm here to make fun deals. Packers said yeah, no on it's my It's accepted. End. Did they accept it it's on accepted your accepted by me. Wow. Yeah. All right, I had wow. variants in the machine. You love I, to see it. I yeah, you really do. I had to, I had to upgrade to a fourth round pick. So now the Packers just have a bajillion picks from the fourth round on. Falcons right. are on the clock now. Swings of the bat. All right, so is these Ojolari? Yep, I'm gonna have Ojolari. Mm, I like it. I like this too because this means they're, they're draft or, or not Quidipe. Kyle Pitts and Aziz Ojolari first yep. round for the Falcons. Yep, not too shabby. Buffalo at thirty. This you? It is. Zayvon Collins or Nick Bolton, I've lost many hours of sleep over who the Bills would like better, uh, depending on if they lose Matt Milano or not. I'll give them Nick Bolton. Uh, if, they, if they're not able to bring Milano back, then I think they need that quick coverage linebacker. That's what Bolton is, playing a little bit lighter of a size as opposed to Zayvon Collins, who's supersized. Collins next to Tremaine Edmonds would be sick. <laughs> It'd be a lot of fun. Um, but let's stick with the mold. We'll take Nick Bolton at 30 to the Bills. Um, are we doing the Pat Fryermuth connection here at 31? You, it's your pick, buddy. You tell me. No, we're going Landon Dickerson. We're building in the trenches. Landon. Going Landon Dickerson. We're getting Landon Dickerson in the first round, which puts you on the clock in the last pick. Buccaneers 32. Greg Newsome, I want him. No, I don't mean, need him. They have a great corner. <laughs> oh, they're... shoot. Yeah, we didn't get Greg Newsome in there. Who could? That's Who could right. I guess you guys I mean... now have to tune in the next time we do a mock draft a month right. from now. We're not doing another mock draft. Not ever again. Okay, 32. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You want Najee? To me, this is Najee Harris. I mm, Christian Barmore. Nah, I just do not. We've seen enough mock drafts where they go Christian Barmore, and I, I truly don't know what's going to happen in Tampa because we were told all of this year that this team is super unselfish. Like they're a great group group of guys. They're a great locker room. They get along well together. They obviously won a championship, so they have that high that they experienced together. Every player who is up for free agency has come out and said, I want to come back. And so I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, even the big-name guys. Shaq Barrett said he's coming back. I think Chris Godwin's going to come back. Donovan Smith still got a year under his contract, even though we talked about him a little bit. Sue said he'd like to come back. Gronk's obviously not going anywhere because he was already retired, and he's going to keep playing with with Brady. Um Antonio Brown said that he wants to keep playing with Tom Brady. So it's like, I have no idea. If they move on from Sue, which I think is the most plausible, then yeah, they're probably addressing interior defensive line with a Christian Barmore or a Levi and Wuzrike, a J2 Fele, something like that. But if not, Najee Harris makes a lot of sense because the biggest area of need for the Bucks in the rush well, game right. was pass catching. And he could do that very, very well. 
can we agree that it's very unlikely that they bring back Leonard Fournette? I think so simply because Fournette's probably going to be able to get much more money outside of Tampa. Like Tampa's right. Tampa's probably going to tell them like, "Hey man, you were great for us. Thanks for winning the Super Bowl. If you want to come back, you can, but we're only giving you 2 million dollars again." Like it's the same contract and he's going to go, "Okay, no." So he's going to go elsewhere. Yes. Right. So then yeah, then I think that regardless of what happens at tackle, we expect a defensive tackle, we expect running back to be a need. Najee Harris still on the board. This is where Clyde Edwards-Alaire went last year, right? Running back just sneaks in under the pole at 32. Mm. Megan Najee. Mm. I'm doing it. Send it. Najee Harris at 32 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There we go, folks. It's the last mock draft Ben and I are ever going to do. We're retired now. It's never going to happen again. Deal with it. It's not true. Remember it fondly. We're going to be doing a mock draft again. It's just going to be in a month because between now and then, I'm very, very excited to get to our final evals, get to our final film work on a lot of these guys in the class. We're going to be giving our top fives for every single position, starting on the defensive side of things. We're switching up the order a little bit, but that's all coming next week. But, you know, we're not done for this week. We're, I, I'm talking like it's a, it's a Friday podcast. It's not. We got two more episodes. We got another Fix Your Team. It's the final Fix Your Team episode Coming up tomorrow, and then, of course, Fan Friday to round out the week. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here on Lockdown NFL Draft.